Welcome to a sad slash eventful slash hopeful episode of the Bias Sports Podcast. I am your host, Taylor. And as always, I got my boy, Dylan. Dylan is also here. Uh, before we get started, because we have like 37 things it feels like to talk about. Um, be sure to follow us on all the Twitters and Instagrams and TikToks and things like that. Uh, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leave your boys a review. Um, Dylan, anything else to like the, the standard stuff that we got to start doing a little bit more of anything else to say? Nah, you covered it. I think, okay. I think it's time to dive in here. It's it's time to dive in because we have so many things. And, and at first, this episode was going to be like a pity party, which it still will be a little bit. Pity party based on uh, the weekend. Maybe that like 70-30. Pity party 70. And then the third, other 30% is the rest of the stuff we have to cover. But of that 70% pity party, what we are here to do is provide a little bit, little bit of optimism because... Man, there's one scenario where your boys still get in and it could lead to the most ambitious, most hyped national championship game of all time. Is it a long shot? It absolutely is. But yeah, I think you're holding your breath on this a lot more than I am. No, I mean, I, obviously, there's a slight chance, but until I'm, I'm not trying to get my hopes up. Until the committee says we're not in, I'm going to have every little bit of hope that I possibly can. And uh, we will get to that at the end. But before that, we have so much news to cover that has broken the last 48 hours since the end of the game on Saturday afternoon and the rest of the game Saturday evening. Um, we'll start with this Saturday night after Oklahoma State upsets Oklahoma for one of the I mean, it's not very often. That's a big rivalry, but Oklahoma usually has dominated that. Um Right, and they have as of late, yes. Yeah, and Lincoln Riley gets asked, are you going to be the next head coach at LSU? He goes, I am not going to be the next head coach at LSU. Uh, (laughs) About 16 hours later, he is the head coach at USC. So he was not lying to anybody. He was not going to be the next head coach of LSU, but he was no longer going to be a head coach of Oklahoma either. This is big news for the Pac-12. This is big news for the SEC. And this is a could be the end of an era for Oklahoma being contenders with within what they have been um, now with playoff expansion down the line, could Oklahoma sneak in every now and then as a 10, 11, 12 seed? I, I believe they could, if they, you know, win enough games in the sec, but they're not going to compete like they would yeah. in, the pack, in the big 12. And I think that's why Lincoln was out. He, he did not want to go to the sec. This was clear. And it's not even about, you know, that's not the LSU reason. I think he just knows with USC, he can get there almost every single year if he wins the Big 12 or the Pac-12. Right. I mean, you're talking about Oklahoma, you know, maybe there's still be contenders. But, I mean, there's been such a fallout from this. You know, they've lost commitments, you know, transfers. Not one. You know, not they've two. lost two two ESPN 300 commitments. Mm-hmm. Um, number one receiver many from the more class. Right. Number one receiver from the 19 class in Hazelwood. Um, Rattler, who, I mean, I think he was going anyways. I, I, I don't think, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Lincoln leaving probably put it over the top, you know, but, it, you know, if there's any doubt, but I mean, I think Rattler was gone anyways, but I mean, and like you said, there's going to be more to come. Um, you seem to think that Caleb Williams is going to transfer to USC with him. You, that's I mean, the rumor. The rumor is that Caleb Williams goes, um, 
for Slovis, what eligibility does he have left? Um, I'm sure probably two. I say I don't know COVID eligibility if, stuff. if he has eligibility or not. I mean, and if he does not, it would make sense for Caleb Williams to go because you would think that you know he's going to get slotted in as the mm-hmm. you know the day one starter. Um, let's see, Slovis is a junior. Um, he got hurt this year, I believe. Um, but I he may with, transfer. He may transfer out. Who knows? Yeah. Um, if if Caleb Williams is going to go, I think the announcement is going to be pretty soon. Just hey, I want to go play for this. Is a head coach I want to play for. I'm gonna follow him wherever he goes. I'm I'm his guy. He's my guy. Keenan would probably leave after that. Um, real quick on Rattler, where do you think is a good spot for him? I don't know. I think I told you earlier, uh, Notre Dame or Penn State. Ooh. Um, Cincinnati could be a possibility as well. What about UCLA? I mean, go play against him every year. Would he strive in that Chip Kelly offense? He could. He maybe with what they're doing with the guy that they got out there now. Um, and that's where like a Cincinnati offense could work because of what you know they've got with Ritter there now. Um, Notre Dame and Penn State would be a little different because they've got pocket quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe LSU. Maybe. Maybe uh, th- this other domino that has fallen. This with, domino that uh, has fallen within the last two hours of us getting ready to do Right. This. Thank goodness I talked you into doing this today instead of yeah. yesterday because we had so much more to talk about now. And but, yeah, so Brian Kelly now to LSU. Maybe he convinces Rattler to come to LSU. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, that's a huge domino fall. Obviously, it opens up. I mean, Oklahoma's opened up. We kind of were saying uh, Luke Fickle, you know, if they if they do lose uh, Saturday, which we are going to get to, into in a moment. Um, but now this opens up for Notre Dame for him. You know, Fickle, would you rather have Notre Dame or Oklahoma? I mean, it's it's a tough call. Um, or do you stay put? Yeah, do you stay put? I mean, does, he's not leaving for sure, but, but there's definitely going to be opportunity out there. And you yeah. know those those programs are calling. You know, what do we got to do? Right. Notre Dame-wise, I mean, could this be the second thing to fall into Urban Meyer's lap this this offseason or this season? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, What's so funny? Nothing. This is a kid's I... show. <laughs> are you making innuendos about something that's not appropriate? No, sir. All right. That's not at I all. Thought. But um, we're talking I, – I was saying, like, you know, what are these – programs got to do to try to convince fickle to come um i don't know what the truth is to this but i guess like usc opened up the checkbook for lincoln riley bought his house in oklahoma or two houses in yeah. oklahoma bottom of house um, bottom of house in la gave private him jet. A, yeah as much use of the private jet as he wants for family and there was something else that they they got him so i don't know how much truth there is to that but i mean i you know if you're lincoln riley do you want to be out in the middle of tornado country and a team that's going to the SEC is going to be middle of the pack for the next 10 years. Or do you want to jump out to, to LA, you know, where the sun shines all the time, you know, the big city and turn that program around and, and take them to a playoff. Ask me, would I rather live in Oklahoma or LA? <laughs> I know the answer. Would you rather live in Oklahoma or LA? LA. Why? There was no thought to it. It's just LA. Like, like you said, <laughs> tornado country or Los Angeles. Especially when I'm making ten, twelve, fifteen million dollars a year with my house paid for in a private jet. Ask yep. me one more time. <laughs> I don't need to. No, just ask me one more time. I'm gonna ask you one more time. What would you rather do? Rather do what? 
<laughs> dude. Oklahoma, LA. LA. Like there's no thought process on it. I, I understand why he did it. Don't want to go. Don't need it's not about even wanting to go to the SEC. Do I think Lincoln Riley's a good enough coach that he could go to the SEC? Maybe wouldn't be a he's got he's got quite the resume. He's been here what five years, I think. Yes. And be a championship contender every two or three years, like with that right. real solid team. Sure. Or you go to USC where your biggest competition is Oregon, Utah, and maybe UCLA on a on a really, really up year. Other than that, like you're gonna be the number one team every year. You're gonna get those recruits. You know, if he's in So is, is he is he running from competition here? No, it's making a smart move. I mean, it's it's why but, but look at it from that perspective like, though. Brian Kelly you're going to an, why, you're going to a much easier conference. Doesn't matter with the with the playoff expansion. Why would you not put yourself in a position as a player or as a coach to try to be the best that you can? And it's not running from competition because all these other coaches have done the same thing. I mean, look at Brian Kelly. Do you think Brian Kelly's probably tired of being like having that conversation, being a conference, being a conference? When LSU opens up, op- gives you the checkbook of whatever you want, you consider right. it and you go. You know and. Do I think Brian Kelly's that legit of a coach to where he's going to get LSU to do what Les Miles and uh, Coach Edward did? No, probably not. I think even Coach O was just like the perfect storm of a great offense, the best transfer to ever, like transfer ever, and um, Joe Brady's offense, you know? I say that one definitely surprised me. I didn't expect, you know, any of that. That was just a team of destiny, um, but it's not running from competition. I mean, if Luke Fickle goes to Notre Dame, is he running from competition for when Cincinnati's in the Big Twelve? No, no. And, and and Lincoln Riley made a smart move. Was it kind of crappy the way it all ha- all happened? I'm not gonna be the sure. head coach at LSU and then leaves the next day. Probably. I mean, it could have been done better, but at the same time, too, like you know, all these coaches do shady things. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I guess. Now, with that being said, do you think any other big coaches are going to bolt for another school that, like, Florida got filled by a Billy Napier, the uh, U, uh, the Louisiana head Louisiana, coach. Yep. So Florida's filled, USC's filled, LSU's filled. Now, obviously, Notre Dame and Oklahoma are the two biggest jobs. Um, we right. kind of expect I, – I think the expectation is Luke Fickle's going to take one of those two. Um yeah, probably. Now, which one? I'd say probably more Notre Dame than Oklahoma. But if he goes Oklahoma, does Urban Meyer go to Notre Dame? Um, does Urban Meyer stay put in in, in the NFL? And what's what kind of contract did he get from Jacksonville? Uh, I I'm not sure. I mean, it was probably so, I mean the standard four years. I was say so. I mean, he'd have five to get years, canned. Are, are you canning him after one year? I mean, is is it working in the NFL? Is Urban Meyer an NFL NFL head coach? I don't think so. I don't think I don't, he was when he, I didn't think he was when they hired him. I don't think so either. And does something like, I mean, Notre Dame plays in Columbus next year. Is that something entices Urban Meyer? His first game back coaching is against Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. Man, that would be crazy. Is Ryan Day still at, at Ohio State next year? I mean, there's so much like right now with this coaching carousel as the seasons end, a regular season ends for all these teams. Um, you know, your main season ends for most teams. There's, I mean, I don't think Ryan Day would leave after this year. I, you know, I hope Ryan Day. No, nah, I don't think he's going for a anywhere. Long time. But there's a lot of people that think that if Chicago or when Chicago fires Matt Nagy, you know, who's the guy you want to bring in? It'd be Ryan Day with Justin Fields and what they were able to do together. Do I think it happens? No, but 
you know, did we really think Brian Kelly was going to leave Notre Dame for LSU and Lincoln Riley? Did we really think Urban was going to go to the NFL? No, I mean, crazy things have happened, and and I wouldn't be surprised at this point. I I do think Brian Day, with what happened Saturday, which we are going to get into in a moment, um, I I really do think that he's a competitive guy and wants to be a Buckeye. I mean, you know, we are one of those top prestigious programs, win a lot, win or lose. Um, that you know, I don't think he's going to leave, but it's just something that could still possibly happen that I hope doesn't happen. Um, and it just it opens up a lot of different scenarios for a lot of things, transfers, this and that. You know, I I really thought that if Harbaugh didn't win on Saturday, which he did for the first time, that he would be canned and and maybe get that. Yeah. Win. So. It's, sure, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. He, he gets that job, and you know he's probably gonna have having this offseason. Five five year extension for him. Yeah, you that's that possible. one win, and that's Turn what happens. Up. Yeah. So especially if they run it into the playoff. Let let's transition into obviously what happened Saturday. Um, this will kind of be the the whiny uh, excuses part. We'll get into a realistic part, and then we're gonna go that playoff scenario. And just general playoff scenarios in general with this last week of, of football before bowl season starts. Um, but real quick, I, I do want to say something. If you did not listen to our part one and part two of the history episodes, go back and do that. At the end of part two, did we get a little cocky maybe and then, you know, guarantee some things that hindsight, you know, it's, it's just us being silly. Sure. But what we did for those two episodes was a really awesome deep dive into the greatest rivalry ever. And, and with the last, you know, 15 years on dominance, Ohio state has, it kind of became like a, a running joke of Michigan would never lose again or win again. Ohio state would never lose to them again. And not that I'm happy with the loss. Cause I am, I am really disappointed. I'm, I'm not happy at all about it. But the one bright spot is, is that that rivalry, that hatred is fully back. Sure. And yeah, I mean, it is. And I I've always been one because I haven't been I, you know, I didn't live through the 90s and seeing John Cooper teams that were so good and that had potential to go Rose Bowl or national championship game lose um, to a good Michigan team where I was always like, oh, I want Michigan to be good. That way it's, you know, better win for us and whatever. I, I never again. I want Michigan to be 11 every single year. I do never. I never want them to win ever. Um, just because of that, that hatred is, is fully there again. And, and I love this rivalry so much. And I love that they they win for the first time in a long, long time. And they act, they're acting like they've been the one that's dominating for the last 15 years. I mean, Twitter is a crazy place right now if you're an Ohio State fan. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It is. It's. It's hard to get on and see some of this stuff. And there's jokes, you know, Michigan fans have had these comments packed away for, you know, seven years or whatever and and whatnot. But And and we're going to get mad at things that uh, Jim Harbaugh says, just like that he got mad at things that Ryan Day said and this or that. Um, You know, we're going to act like Jim Harbaugh has no right to say what he said about some people wake up on third base and think they hit a triple. Ryan Day's done more in three years than Jim Harbaugh has done his entire career at Michigan and most years at Stanford. I mean, Ryan Day has already done so much more than Harbaugh um, that 
you know, I get Harbaugh's comments, but at the same time too, like as the Ohio State fan in me, it's like, nope, Harbaugh, you're wrong. You're not allowed to talk that crap, you know? Yeah, you're right. I mean, a day has accomplished quite a bit in just a couple of years, you know, and Harbaugh, you know, he's, he's struggled. You know, he was on the hot seat, you know, like he said. I mean, if he lost a game, I mean, it, that might have been it. He might have been out. Maybe Brian Kelly's going to Michigan. Maybe. You know? Um, but instead, the rivalry is renewed with what it is. Give me your thoughts for what happened Saturday and, and why we did not come away victorious. It starts with that defense, and, and it's been the, the, the common theme all year. I mean, sure, we picked it up there, you know, for a couple games, but everything that, that we build on and, and we're pro- progressing towards and, and what our defense was looking like just all went down the drain um, when we stepped out onto the field on Saturday. Uh, I mean, they did whatever they wanted to do running the football. They ran all over us, left, right, up the middle, whatever Side they wanted ways, to do. backwards. Yep. That, and, and, you know, why do anything else when that's working? And, and, and they just kept going after it and, and pounding it down our throats, and we couldn't stop them. And, you know, when we got the ball, we were flustered, and we were trying to score three touchdowns on one possession, and and it just wasn't going to happen. Uh, they, I mean, you're right about everything, and I think the most important part is that they were just ready to play. They were yeah. they out-physicaled us. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson – made um dewan jones look like a sixth grader i mean he bullied him and uh petite freer all day long the thing about that though is we knew that was going to happen coming mm-hmm. into the game we we expected that we expected those ends you know to get after us and put pressure on stroud and you know make him make some tough decisions and move around a little bit and he did you know he had the touchdown run i got called back i mean that hurts that was an that, awful that, holding call that was a, you know that was an awful holding call that changed that changed a lot of things i because i think that what? stands who knows what happens after that i mean obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. but what ended up happening on that drive we i think we ended up scoring touchdown but the all okay. with, with stroud we, all season long that's what we had asked sure. and he finally did it he gets the end yep. so he flexes you know let's go everything's on our side now momentum wise and you have that holding call and it just kind of like even though we scored it still killed it a little bit and and maybe our defense still doesn't get a stop i mean we they they could put toddler out there and they would have been able to score touchdowns on our defense that day it was pathetic and uh, i mean it's going to lead to a lot of changes in columbus that maybe weren't going to happen originally because changes were were made um but I mean, I don't expect Tony Alford to be back. If Coombs is back, it is as like a recruiting personnel, maybe DB's coach, and that's it. I mean, it's a major demotion. I don't think Matt Barnes is back. Uh, I I don't think anybody on the defensive side is back, other than Larry Johnson, maybe. Yeah, we definitely need a defensive overhaul. I mean, and, and like I said, I mean, it was the common theme the whole season. You know, mm-hmm. since since the Oregon game, and you know, defense, defense, and I had defense, tweeted- defense. I had tweeted today on the Bias Sports podcast account, which everybody should go follow, by the way, um, at the Bias Sports, and and just check out our tweets. Give us a follow. We're trying to grow that a little bit too. Um, I tweeted that. When was the last time Ohio State had a legit number one big bad monster at linebacker? I mean, we went through an era of Bobby Carpenter, Spielman, uh, James Laurinaitis, AJ Hawk, uh, Shazier. Shazier, 
even like Raekwon McMillan um, yep. was, was that for us. And, and since then, we just have not had that stud guy at linebacker that we need. We haven't. We, you know, we've had, you know, we had the guys like Tough and 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 Pete Werner and, and well, you had Jerome Aaron Baker. Browning. And, yeah, Baron Browning, you know, guys like that. But, you know, it just wasn't anybody that's a real leader that, that stepped up and made the big plays on the defense, like, you know, like what we've been accustomed to over the years. Uh, and, and you're you're absolutely right with that. I mean, we that's the, I think that's what we need, and, and that's the first step to turn this defense around. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where C.J. Hicks comes in, our, our top recruit. You know, since Quinn and J.T. reclassified, um, he's our top recruit next year. I think he comes in and from day one as a freshman. I mean, he's a difference maker. Mm-hmm. I and I hope so, and I I hope whoever we get as our defense coordinator, and I'm not gonna name names because I have no idea. Um. I, I, I guess DJ Durkin is a the guy they, they really want. Who knows what happens with um, the Notre Dame defensive coordinator. Um, you know, there's a, there's going to be a lot of options, and I think Ryan Day is going to make the right move because Ryan Day has to make the right move, and he's smart enough right. to make the right move. And uh, I said you know, something that, to you, um, I don't know if it was yesterday or what, but you know, maybe he does what Harbaugh does and goes to the NFL. Yeah. Gets somebody from the NFL, somebody that knows what they're doing. Right. And, and I, I just want to say one more thing about Ryan Day. Um, I truly believe that, first off, the only head coach in Ohio State history that's ever got undefeated versus Michigan since, you know, Woody Hayes days, maybe there was one or two before that. I mean, when, you know, we were first, but since the Woody Hayes era, and that that's, you know, when we have been Ohio State, one coach went undefeated versus him, and that was Urban Meyer. Woody didn't, Earl didn't, John Cooper certainly didn't, Jim Trestle didn't. So I'm, I wasn't expecting Ryan Day to be around for 20 years and never have a loss to Michigan. If anybody's going to respond to a loss to Michigan and, and respond to the butt whooping that we got, which really wasn't like, it's not even like score wise. I know it ended up being like two touchdown game. It was a one score game, the entire game. And right. we still like managed to keep it close with as much as we're getting our butts kicked. Ryan Day will get turned around. The hatred's there, the rivalry's back. And that's the most important thing for, you know, Ohio State and, and Michigan. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it from a positive side, right? Um, I I do want to say, I mean, you, you got to give props to Harbaugh for what for what he's finally done. I'm not giving props props to Harbaugh. I'm giving well, props to the Michigan players. Well, right, and, you know, to develop because they're they're a, a, a veteran team. They're an older team. We're a younger team. They're an older team. You know, he's brought those guys in and developed them. You know, with with his DNs, you know, he's finally got a, a, a halfway decent quarterback, you know, with his trio of running backs that they got. And the one's a freshman, so he's going to give us trouble for years to come, I'm sure. But, you know, he, he finally is one of the best Michigan teams that we have faced in in I couldn't, you know, one of the best Michigan teams that I've ever witnessed, mm-hmm. you know, ever, you know, that I've ever watched us play. So absolutely. And, and they're one win away from being in the playoffs. And right. that just eats at me so much. I mean, it literally mm-hmm. drives me mad knowing that they beat Iowa. They're playing probably Notre Dame and get that chance to play in the national championship. I mean, because it was supposed to be us. And that makes me so angry. And I think that, I mean, if I feel that way, I can't even imagine how Ryan Day and the players feel. Sure. They're going to come yep. out next year ready to roll. Um, and, and that kind of gets me into scenario-wise. 
Um, maybe we don't have to wait till next year to get ready to roll because I do have one scenario for you, Dylan, that I truly believe. And I, I'm going to be frank with you. It is a long shot in, in the beginning, but it's, it's hope and it's, it's still a chance and it's the only chance that we have. So here's the scenario for you right now. I, I do think uh, ranking wise going into this week, it will be um, Georgia one, Michigan two, um, Alabama three, Oklahoma State four, Notre Dame five, or sorry, Cincinnati four, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State five, Notre Dame six, Ohio State seven. Do you think Oklahoma State's jumping over Notre Dame? Yes. Okay. Um, or you know, however you have this. Regardless, doesn't matter. matter because of the Big Twelve championship game. But we're gonna uh, be at seven. Right. I, yeah. I and if it and if we're anything different than seven. We have no shit. Maybe, maybe eight. I don't think we dropped to eight, but no, no. Chance. I mean, if we're any, if we're anything lower than or however you want to put it, higher, I guess than seven. So if we're you know six or five or something, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to jump on here and, and and do ourselves a little five minute. What the heck just happened? Like, yeah, we legitimately still have a chance to get in, right? Because yeah. if somehow, and I was thinking, I've been thinking about this since we started recording this. What if we don't drop below Notre Dame? Well, so I'm going to get into my scenario for you real quick, and then I'm going to get into, you know, what the news just happened and maybe what that does for some things. So that's my scenario going into the week. After the weekend's over, you know, it's it, what, what it's looking to shape up to be is Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Cincinnati 3, or Notre Dame three, Cincinnati four, however that works out um, or, or whatever, you know, just depending on, on wins and losses for me though, the way I'm looking at this is uh, step one is Cincinnati has to lose to Houston. They have to get upset by Houston. Right. Um, Baylor has to be Oklahoma state and Georgia not only has to beat Alabama, but I think beat Alabama by like 17, three touchdowns, four touchdowns. I mean, as many touchdowns would be nice. I am rooting for Georgia to totally dominate Alabama. Alabama should have lost their game against. They Auburn. should have, and it's, it's, it sucks, and it's, it's not. It's a testament to how great Nick Saban is, and and um everything, all that. But at the same time, too, Auburn completely blew that game. Yeah, they did. But you're going in against a six and five team, right. and you you have so it's ten nothing in the fourth quarter. So at the same time, too, I know they escaped with the win, but in so my scenario with them losing big. Then you have Georgia one, Michigan two, Notre Dame three, and then that fourth spot either comes down to ten and t- or eleven and two, or yes, eleven and two Alabama, ten and two Ohio State, um, or ten and three Baylor, or Baylor. Yeah, Baylor has one loss, two losses, right? Ten. Two, so they're ten and two. Oh, uh, sorry, um, I'm sorry. Baylor, I'm I'm rooting for Baylor to beat Oklahoma State eleven and two. Baylor. It's going to come down to those three teams. You're going to look at resumes. You're going to look at um, best wins, best losses. Um, you're going to look at you know it's all about money. It's all about ratings. What scenarios the, going to give us the best ratings, the right. best money, all that? When it comes the, to the best, best wins, the biggest hope for us at this point is that we have the best win. Right, at, up the, until now, depending right. on what happens this weekend. We have the best win, a 57-6 domination over Michigan State, um, a very good win over Purdue. 
let's see where they rank Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota just beat Wisconsin. Let's see where they rank Minnesota. Let's see where Purdue's rank fine at, at the end. Um, all that. It's going to play a factor into it. We have the two better losses. I mean, we lost to a good Oregon team, granted, beginning of the season at home. Likely Pac-12 champ. Possibly. I Probably mean, our, top 10 Oregon team. Yeah. We, we lost to number five Michigan at their place, you know, with what whatever, you know, you want to put with that. I think we have the two best losses. Right. And I think that talent-wise, we are a top fourteen talent-wise. And then I got to look at the scenario, the ratings, and the money that's going to bring in. What matchup have we won it all year long? Not just us, but everybody won it all year long. Georgia versus Ohio State—that would be all your right. first-round matchup. And then if Ohio State does beat Georgia, and Notre and Michigan does beat Notre Dame, then you have a rematch of the game—not just a rematch, but for the national championship. Imagine with the ratings. And the money brought in for that game would be. It would imagine, be one. Imagine what the ticket prices would be. It would be one of the most hyped, one of the most watched games in college football history. And I think when they would put something together like that, that's what they're going for: semifinal matchups and what potential finals matchups could be. And in order, and if you even give that little bit of hope for that, I think that we have some things in our favor. Especially if Alabama loses big, Alabama struggled with LSU, Auburn. Um, I think Alabama's already on the hot seat. I honestly would yeah. not be surprised if Cincinnati jumped them this week. I, I don't know they're going to do that. They do love the SEC, but if they get dominated by Georgia, then it really opens eyes. Holy crap! Alabama's not been good that good all year long, right. and and we would you know if it came down to us and them, we would get that edge. Now there is one other thing that has kind of changed some things. In, and that's Brian Kelly leaving for LSU. Does Brian Kelly coach bowl game and then go? Does Brian Kelly wait to see if they get a playoff game and then decide to coach bowl game or go? Or is it just Brian Kelly's out the door now getting ready for LSU? Because typically, like, sometimes the coach gets the option and they do it. Lincoln Riley is straight to USC. I mean, he had a USC polo on today. He's not doing anything bowl game. Right. Wise. They already said Mark Stoop or Bob Stoops is Bob coming Stoops, back. Yes. Yep. He's coming back and doing it, which is cool. Like, for one game, it's, it's gimmicky, but it's cool. Um, what does Chip or what does Brian Kelly do? Because if he's not coaching Notre Dame, yeah, they could be eleven one, had a good season. You know, if their one loss is to Cincinnati, who loses, and the scenario for us loses, does that resume weaken even more than what it already is weak? And could it be, you know, maybe or Oklahoma State can still win and get in at the three, and it's Ohio State. Um, it does give us a little bit more leeway if Brian Kelly sh- truly is not coaching the bowl game. Yeah, I that would, I think that that would be big for us. Yeah, that would definitely help. And and like I said, I mean, with all this that I just talked about, I know it's a long shot. I know it's if this and if this and if this. And the biggest word in sports that you can't use is if. But until they they say we're not in, I'm gonna be optimistic about it. Um, it pains me. This is the one time. Like I said, I never want Michigan to win a game. It pains me because I you kind of brought it up to me. It does seem like Michigan has to win in this scenario for us, right? Um, Which is so unfortunate because, and it's really gonna, it's really gonna, it's them. really gonna irk me if I'm rooting for them to win for us, our our you know playoff sake, and then they do win and we don't even get in. That would really, really, really right. irk me. Um, but so know. as we're going here, I did a Twitter search on Brian Kelly. Apparently, he is like completely ghosted Notre Dame. 
Really? Like he hasn't like talked to anybody or told anybody anything. So that could I mean, mean he's he's like out. Like I mean, I don't know why you would do that because they're essentially in. You know yeah. what? You know you're in the playoff. Why would you just up and basically quit? Right, on your absolutely. Team. And it, I mean, maybe this that's the the little bit of door opening that we need for Notre Dame to be booted out. Then it could be, you know, Georgia one, um, like I said, uh, Michigan two. Maybe maybe with that, if, if all the scenarios, crazy scenarios happen, Ohio State's three and, and Baylor's four or um, Oklahoma State still loses, but it's close and competitive. And or maybe Oklahoma State can still win and they're three and. Ohio State's four. However, it's going to happen. There, there has to be some chaos. Obviously, the the some of the the upsets have to happen. I do think it starts, like I said, with with Cincinnati losing, and maybe the right. only other scenario is Georgia does beat Bama, but it's close. Cincinnati loses and Oklahoma State loses. Then maybe it's Georgia one, Ohio State two, or Michigan two, Ohio State three, Alabama four. Yeah. Or do you go? Georgia one, Michigan two, Bama three, Ohio State four. Two SEC, two Big Ten teams. I mean, showdown for best conference. Yeah, and I don't think you'd want the rematches right off the bat, so I think you'd split it. it but it's just something to 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 look into. I mean, it's it's definitely a conversation right. to have. And um, I mean, crazier things have happened. In 2007, when Ohio State lost to Illinois, there was no chance we were going to compete for a BCS national championship game. That was to get into the top two. Well, guess what happened when we fell to like seven or eight or whatever we did? Two, three, four, five, and six all win and loss within the span of two weeks. And Ohio State got picked to play in that BCS national championship game. Right. So, and I, I know there's a lot of Ohio State fans that are like, I don't even want to go in. I, I don't want to get embarrassed. I would choose to go get blown out by five touchdowns in a playoff game than to go play in a bowl game that essentially doesn't matter. I'm all we did it once. Games. It doesn't hurt as bad to go do it again. Yep. I mean, it's happened twice now, but well, yeah. So um, now the only other, the only bowl game that I think would be cool would be if Oregon does win, <clears throat> and then if Michigan wins, I, we're the we're the bid for the Rose Bowl. It would be cool to go play them in a rematch, but that's like my least favorite scenario of everything that we talked about. Right? Like, yeah. I literally, just want to go. Yeah, it's go just yeah, it's, yeah. It's a good consolation prize if it doesn't happen, but. I mean, I'm ruined for it, man. I, I really think that that's the one scenario, maybe one A, one B scenario. And um, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna be all optimistic on all four until it happens. See sure. where the rankings yeah. are tomorrow, and that will really like play the tune of yeah, the, I, we have a chance. Yeah, I, I think and, and like kind of what you could, what you said your rankings were. I mean, I think I really don't think they go any other way. I mean, I think we do drop to seven. Um, you know. Georgia, Michigan, and then Alabama, Cincinnati there at three and four, mm-hmm. however. And then Notre Dame's right on the outside with Oklahoma State. I mean, oh. I don't think it goes – I don't think it goes any other way. But, like I said, though, if it does, if somehow Oklahoma State jumps to five, we go six, and Notre Dame drops to seven because of all this crap with Brian Kelly, you know, maybe there's a chance. You know, maybe there's a real legitimate chance. If we're, if we're above seven tomorrow – I'm going to be a lot more optimistic about this. Oh, I mean, like you said, let's get, we'll have an emergency breaking news session. And just right. Whole we'll just go live on TikTok. On. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, like I, like I said, this, this was a somber. I mean, I've had, it was 
Saturday, I, I can't believe how mature I was watching this game. I wasn't getting mad. I wasn't getting stressed. We lost, and I just couldn't believe it. I mean, I had never yeah. had that feeling against right. the Michigan team. And, right. and did I expect us to win forever? No. Did I expect us to lose this year? No, but that part of me was just, you know, in there. It could happen. Um, you know, 2011, we were just such a bad team that, like, it was like, okay, like, this right. is right. going to happen this year. Um, yeah. At least it's to a, a good team. You yeah. know, it's not a three or a four loss team. It's a, you know, it's a one loss team who lost to, you know, Michigan State, who's, well, I mean, they got two losses, but still, I mean, they're still a good team. One of the, like, and like I said before, one of the best teams that I ever remember us having to face. Yeah. Um, and the best part, like I said, the, the only good optimistic part about it is the rivalry's back and that hatred's back. Right. And I hope that next year when this comes again, you know, we'll, we'll repost the, the history part one, part two, maybe, uh, update it just a little bit, give those correct numbers. Now that Michigan is, uh, again, added one more to the, to, to the list. Um, but it is, uh, it's a crazy time in college football. I mean, this, these last 48 hours have been insane for our sport and, um, just as we transition out of college football season, because obviously over the next few weeks, we'll talk some more, you know, let's see what happens Saturday and Sunday, um, obviously tomorrow too. And then we have a few weeks off, you know, I'm sure we'll do some Heisman talk, but we're really going to get into the meat and potatoes of the NFL season. Um, NBA season is almost, I mean, it's in full swing. Christmas time is when I really, really get into it. Sure. Um, and and we just have a lot of really fun things lined up. Um, some some cool interviews with with some people that we want to keep we want to keep that kind of going. Uh, so if you guys are you know supporters and we we really do appreciate the support over the last few weeks. We're re- really trying to really step this up and grow this now. Um, now that school's kind of fading away, getting getting done a little bit closer to break. Um, we we really want to grow this and we appreciate all of the support that we have been getting. Um, so if you listen this far, you know, big big thank you. And if you there's anything you want us to talk about, you know, any debates, anything like that. I mean, we really have a lot of time. We have a lot of episodes that we want to get into with it. You know, give us something and we definitely will. I like how we've kind of just uh, avoided the whole NFL Sunday. Uh, we don't even <laughs> need to talk about it. We just just go on without it. It was a sad I week mean, in the Sabo household, <laughs> household and I'm sure it was a sad week in the Timmons household, too. How do you get four interceptions and... In- how do you give a forty-one to Cincinnati? I mean, I'm I'm embarrassed of that game, bro. Can't can't, so can't relate on that one. Sorry. And now and now TJ Watson COVID protocol. Like it's nuts, yes, dude. yep, it's nuts, crazy so, stuff. It was a bad weekend. It's been a bad bad weekend. It was a good weekend for the Harbaugh's. That's for sure. Oh, I know. Um, they're partying hard today. You know, we always say. Do you have anything else to say, real quick? Any any just last college football notes, news, you know, predictions, anything, rants? Um. I think CJ Stroud still got the Heisman, and you said we'll talk that later. And I, I texted you about that, and you don't think so. But Bryce I, Young didn't cement himself in it. I don't care what his. No, he made a touchdown pass though, and you know how one much touchdown it, pass. I know. No, he's gonna get exposed against Georgia. I know, but and Stroud doesn't have to play to get exposed. They do the voting before the. the it's it's unfair. It's BS. But they, the voting's done. I guarantee you, every vote's put in. They don't watch. They don't care about that stuff. I think I think it was it's between Stroud and Young, and I yeah. I think Stroud played a great game. It's just we couldn't run the ball. Yep. How we'll we needed to. We were running on third and six, which was 
So stupid. But yeah, Stroud didn't do anything to lose it. So, yep. and I think he had it going into this week. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I definitely hope it is. And then, and uh, we'll get into, we're, we're, we still want to do off season prediction stuff and we'll sure. do that in a later episode. I mean, there's still whether what our scenario happens or not. I mean, we're, there's a lot of things that are going to change and in, in, into next year that we'll talk about later on. Um, with that being said, Dylan, we always talk about how the next one's going to be our best one. Uh, I don't think this one topped nah. last week. I think it's like the first bottom one. five. <laughs> it's the first this is one like a depression episode. If you're ever in a dark time and you just need yeah. to share it with somebody, get in a car, take a drive, put this episode on. Yep. Just listen. Maybe over the summer, put the windows down. Let the wind blow through the car and, yep. and push this right out the windows. And and so we didn't live up to the expectation of the next one being the best. But I can assure you that the next one, it is the best one yet. I sure hope so. We'll get back to it.